If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Everyone thinks he or she is the best football expert on the planet. I'm just playing for pride now. And my pride's gone. We're very passionate people here. Oh, well, We're ready to come for the W, yeah? You, these girls will smoke you, man. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough, the show full of juicy gossip and the hottest takes. Joining me today is Matt Aldous and Jasmine Manan. Hi guys, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, oh yeah, I am to glad be to be good. back. Yeah. Good. Both both you glad glad to be back. Glad to have you <laughs> on the show. Uh, we've got a really really good show for you today. We're going to talk about The Last of Us episode two. So if you haven't seen that in We'll give you a spoiler alert, don't worry. Uh, we've got some stuff happening at Microsoft. Uh, what are they doing over there? Talk about what's happening with Halo. Uh, we're talking about some of the Warzone 2 Season 2 changes that were announced and teased this week. Also, the day before has been delayed. You might not have heard of the game before, but you will have after we've talked about it. Uh, there's also uh, Tilted Towers could return to Fortnite. That's exciting. And Nintendo is ramping up Switch production ahead of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. We'll talk about that. And what's just breaking news, which I'm just learned about now is that the GoldenEye 007 remake will be available on Xbox Game Pass and Switch this week, which is exciting for me, but not so exciting for you two. 
because uh, when I talked about that just before the show, I got blank faces. So we might leave that one. Uh, so let's go through our first topic, uh, which I, I can't wait to talk about this, guys, and I'm sure you two can't either. The Last of Us episode two aired on Sunday evening, uh, Monday in the UK for everyone else. Um, Jasmine, you hadn't seen episode one or two before yesterday, I believe, and I'll set you some homework to watch them uh, in preparation for, for this live stream. Um, I'll come to you first. What, what's your thoughts, first of all, on the series as a whole, but also episode two more specifically? Um, so obviously I watched both of the episodes back to back. Um, so I'm sorry if I kind of like merge something that happened in episode one into something that actually happened in episode two and vice versa. Um, but honestly, like I said, I'm a really big Walking Dead fan. So I didn't... And I know a lot of people like kind of hate on that franchise. It's gotten a bit overdone. It's like so many seasons long now and it's gotten a bit like people are just bored of it. But I still really, really like it. So I was kind of like, okay, going into The Last of Us, I was kind of expecting The Walking Dead, but not as good, you know, something along those lines. Um, I haven't played the game, so I didn't have any sort of like big expectations going in. And I was, I am generally quite starstruck with like good TV anyway. Like, um, it's i very rarely like watch a movie or show and go oh yeah that was bad like i didn't like that unless it was like generally really terrible but the last of us was actually so good and i have no idea what's gonna happen no idea what's coming and i think that's what has actually made it better for me because i haven't played the game it's kind of just like watching a really really good tv show um like a lot of things that recognize can you recognize bits that are from like from the game like i can easily tell when it, when yeah. you're in a cutscene. yeah like, yeah yeah i yeah. i said that while i was watching it because i watched it with my partner and you could tell there's certain bits where it's literally like yep that's definitely a cutscene from a game like the way that they pan the camera the just the the way that the layout of the scene looks when it's you know like someone standing there with this majestic thing going on in the background or something um it's it's so evidently from the game but it's still so cool and i think that is the thing though is like you're gonna expect stuff like that to happen in an adaptation of a video game like you're gonna expect those cutscene bits so it i feel like it does sort of like feel a little bit out of place when that stuff happens but it's still nice enough to look at visually that it's not like bothering me yet I'll, i'm gonna say yet because i don't know how much more they're gonna do it like it might suddenly increase and they'll do like 20 of those every single episode and then it will get really annoying but for now it's like just the right amount that i can excuse it um but just what happened in episode two um i don't know how much we're gonna like give away because i don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't watched it yet it genuinely like i had no idea the whole time i was kind of like oh my god what's gonna happen oh my god what's gonna happen i was like literally clenching my fist so hard because i was like really scared at some points um I am a very jumpy person normally so whenever they do those like bits where it's sort of like you can tell there's a jump scare coming i know it's coming i still don't know what to do i still feel like just crying but it's it's so so good it's, i feel like it's so well done and i i don't have any negative comments on it but i know you guys have some issues with it however big or small so i will pass on to you guys so you guys can get all of the hate from the from the fans <laughs> i'm not making myself a target <laughs> <laughs> Before I pass over to Matt, uh, I just want to echo your thoughts. I think it's an outstanding program 
with outstanding cast. The acting is amazing. The content is obviously amazing because the, the video game itself is, is amazing. From an entertainment perspective, I really enjoyed the, the episode, episode two. Um, and I was scared and, uh, you know, quite frightened throughout, obviously, even though I knew what was coming, even though I knew it was the museum episode, uh, the museum kind of level of the game. So I kind of knew what was coming um, and it, it, I was still hooked. I still, you know, I still was really enjoying the TV show. So from an entertainment perspective, um, oh, definitely 100% worth watching. And I, you know, anyone who hasn't seen it, please go out and watch it. But I do I do have a, a few issues with it that that aren't controversial that someone maybe playing the game would have had watching that um they're not issues but they're just it's just a bit a bit different so i'll explain that a little bit more and uh, uh a bit later on uh, I'll, I'll hand over to matt first of all uh for his oh, yes. his hot, hot take um hot get, take. What, what did you think of episode two matt <laughs> first of all i thought it was amazing so i do want to caveat the whole thing with that and also the one like one thing is a question which i don't know if we'll get answered on this podcast uh the second thing is just such a small silly little error that was just unnecessary and it really annoyed me at the time because it didn't it was perfect up until that point i couldn't have said one thing wrong but the first things that the, the things that i liked about it is similar to jasmine because i haven't played the game what i found was I didn't know what was going to happen to Tess. Um, I I had no Spoiler idea. Spoiler alert! If anyone else in it, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I haven't said what happens, but I, okay. But we I, are going to spoil it though. Know. So I just we wanna... are going to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. <laughs> um, but but, uh, but yeah, what like I didn't know what was going to happen to Tess. So that whole scene um, towards the end of the episode was like so much more elevated for for me from from what I imagined because like. I, a game fan is going to be watching it to see how they did it compared to the game. And me and Jasmine are watching it as a TV show. Uh, but what it does is it makes me want to go back after I've seen that episode. It makes me want to go back and play through the game as those characters in that part of the series and then stop and then wait for the next episode and then just play that next section. But, and there's, there's going to be spoilers. So they go into the museum and they... Uh, I won't. I'm gonna try not to say lots of things that happen because it's not fair. But they go into the museum, and all of the stuff happens inside of the museum. And then they get out at the top of the museum, and Tess has twisted her ankle, and Joel gets out some tape and tapes up her ankle. Now, Joel uses electrical tape. So why was the sound duct tape? Oh my god, that's your comment. That's that's your issue with it. Yeah, because it's your so silly. Your issue is that the sound effect is wrong. It's so silly. Of the sound one effect tiny is wrong. So it, thing. <laughs> so it doesn't it doesn't add up. It, it 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 is not realistic. So it takes takes me out it of might the have been mini duct episode. tape it might have been no, it mini wasn't duct tape. it was you electrical tape it's black electrical tape yeah i know but see. you can get black mini duct tape you can maybe that's why it made that sound it was so your issue was that it was the it, it was the it was clearly of... it was the rip of of a normal yeah, and tape when they were like pulling it it was like it was making duct tape sound and it was electrical tape i have to say well done for noticing that because that is such a small detail um i'm impressed with that that's what ADHD does for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was that that was the thing that like I just wish 
that that sound effect mm. just was the right one. Mm. But the fit prob- the problem is, uh, if you use electrical tape, it, it doesn't, doesn't make, make any noise. Yeah, so it make there's a sound. no right. there's no addition addition to the. So I know why they use duct tape sound, but just like use a different tape that does make a sound, like you know. Maybe it's, a, it's that it, in the show it's not realistic for them to have their hands on duct tape. I don't know. Mm. That's the only thing I think of. I, I, yeah. What I think is is they were using electrical tape because it's because it's like it's more of a tape you would use to wrap an ankle. Yeah. But but uh, and they're not going to have sports tape, are they? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In that yeah. situation, um, but because it doesn't add any element to the scene, they chose to go with a tape sound so that it so that it would give some sort of like it would give an extra layer to the scene of like she's taping mm. up her ankle um but that just annoyed me like things like that do annoy me in films so you know ap- apologies to everybody that that is is currently going what is this guy on about this um, is what you get with the walkthrough every week uh, we, but this we is, dive I've into always, the topics i've always got something to say the, the the other thing was just a question it was a general wondering um, and there's probably a very, very real um, answer to it. But why are there birds and animals about? I had the exact same infected? question. I had the exact same question. Like, why aren't the birds infected? Like, that's what I can't work out. Isn't it harder for a human to bite a bird and then the bird to bite other birds? Isn't it a bit harder to do that? But it's not. It's, I don't have it's, a clear answer. It's, if it's infecting, sort of like what it looked like is that the actual tendrils had spread and sort of like infected, like plant matter and stuff, which is how it like notified the other yeah. infected mm. people. So I just assume that a bird would eat like a bit of bit of exactly, vine or something yeah. on the floor mm. and get infected, or other animals would do that. I was really confused how none of the animals were infected. I don't. I. I don't. It, yeah. I feel like you're both I, looking at me. The way <laughs> our stream is, is set, you're both looking. Why are the birds me. infected, Nathan? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. Uh, we'll have to find so out. So I don't and, know uh, if anyone, anyone like you know, yeah, watching or, or like knows because yeah. there's probably I like given given the mm. the time they've put into the thought process behind the science of it. There's probably got to be some sort of rationale. Maybe it will be answered um, yeah, later maybe. on in the in the yeah, show. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but if you maybe if you've got purpose. any interesting theories or you know for definite, uh, please drop a drop some comments, please, and let us know um, for Matt's sake, um, please, just to, yeah. just to fill that void. Uh, we've got uh, Skyrift to say hello, hi, and uh, Shell as well says hello. Uh, hi guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, so, I have a few thoughts, and I want you guys mm-hmm. to bear with me because I'm going to go into the video game adaptation source material discussion that we're all going to love uh for the next couple of minutes so i want to talk about there's a snow a snowball effect in this episode that all comes from the decision to not have spores in the game and i hope this makes sense if you've got any questions and walking through it please let me know because i'm going to try and explain it as clearly as possible because there was a definite snowball effect with this episode. Now, uh, as we covered in last week's episode, they decided to get rid of spores as the way that infected the infected infected other people, which is through gas that was released uh, in favour of tendrils, which are the you know crawling little fungus, and there's a network and all that kind of stuff. Just to clarify, tendrils and the way that Tess des- describes the infected as having a network between them and feeling and all that kind of stuff, that is not in the game. That is a completely new thing for the TV series. Very cool. 
I enjoyed it a lot. Really cool concept. But there's a snowball effect you get with this, which I'm going to go through now. So the snowball effect is that, uh, I'm, again, I'm going to try not to spoil, you know, what happens. But there is a few spoilers. So in the game, the way Joel finds out and kind of has that moment of knowing that Ellie can't get infected is that they're going through an area filled with spores and Joel's got a mask on and Ellie walks through with no mask and she doesn't get infected. And that's the point that he believes that she can't get infected. That's when he goes, okay, she can't get infected. The way they had to do it in this episode was for Ellie to get bitten again, which felt a bit pointless to me because it was just like, oh, I've been bitten again and made a big point out of it and, and stuff, right? But then that had another snowball effect. And the, the, I'm not going to go through the entire thing, but this leads to the test scene, which I was a bit disappointed in. Because in the game, what happens to Tess isn't to do with the infected. It's to do with soldiers coming up into that building. So what happens in the TV show is that she gets bitten, just like in the game, and is revealed. And Ellie says, oh, she's infected. And Joel's shocked and all that kind of stuff. And they say their goodbyes. But in the game, Tess's demise is heroic. She says, I'm not turned into one of them. You know, she doesn't want to turn. She's, you know, she's she's really brave and she's a powerful, strong character. Um, and it's, you know, someone to look up to, like that heroic, that heroicness that comes through in the video game. And that's because the soldiers are uh, are all over the, the building and, and they're going in. Obviously, she doesn't stand a chance, but she puts up a fight so that Joel Landy can escape. In the video game, what happens is because the tendrils exist, she just someone like one of the infected just walks up to her kisses her and she just kind of i mean she can't help it because she's an infected at that point and she's communicating with the rest of the tendrils and i get why they put that in the game but it felt really meek it, her, her demise felt really compared to the game you might you two might not agree because it might have felt heroic in that moment but compared to the game the way that i felt test was done a bit dirty and i hope i hope that explains a bit why why it differs to the game because it, it i she didn't just kind think of just let that her... i didn't think her death was i think this is probably why because i haven't played the game it didn't feel like her death was meant to be heroic to me it kind of felt like she was scared to die she it she, felt like so she, yeah so she, she hadn't wasn't, accepted yeah, it she yeah, didn't yeah. want to die she, yeah. she just had no other choice so she had to die and she yeah. thought in that moment if i'm gonna die anyway what can i do and yeah. i think that's how it was portrayed in the tv show is that yeah. and i think it did it well that that's what it portrayed but if obviously that's different to the game then it's different to the game that's not what her death was meant to represent yeah. but it, in in the show it was kind of like that moment where she's she's trying to flick the light over and over yeah. and over yeah. and over. And it's obviously meant to build that suspense for a viewer to be like, is she going to be able to do it? Oh my God, what if she yeah. can't do it? It is meant to build that level of like suspense and stuff. But it you can tell that when she's doing that and when she kind of like hesitates and you're kind of like in that moment where she's being kissed, you're like, oh, is she completely infected now? Is that it then? Yeah but she still manages to power through which does have a very minimal heroic sense to it but it doesn't feel like it's a big heroic act the way that you're describing yeah. like it is yeah. in the game it feels yeah. like she's scared to die and she didn't know what to do so she kind of just d 
did what she was yeah. forced to do in a yeah. sense. It was very different how yeah. you're describing it. In the video game, there was no there was no fear. It was just defiance. Like, I'm yeah, not going to turn like, into one of them. It was, I'm going to fight these soldiers off as long as possible. You get out of here before I turn infected. Like, I'm not scared. I'm going to, I'm going to help you yeah, out. I don't um, agree. It was just all, different. Though. It was just different. Because what I do don't, think? I, I don't agree that she, it wasn't, um, it wasn't brave. Like, I think, I think there is, there is, um, this Hollywood idea that fear, like, is not a part of being brave. And fear is the number one contributor to being brave. Bravery is just ignoring the fear, and get and moving past the fear and not letting the fear just like dictate what you do in that moment. So to me, and also like, I, I take issue with the with, with calling it a kiss. It was it was literally, yeah. I didn't think it was a kiss. I just called it, it a kiss because no, Nathan was, called it a kiss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but it was literally it was literally the 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 tendrils and the fungi. Coming out, connecting of the, his mouth and and going into Tess's body through the most obvious orifice in the body, <laughs> like <laughs> such a horrible word, but it's you know that's what it is. Um, but like, but for me, like she knew what she was going to do because why was she? Why if she didn't know what she was going to do? Why was she, what? And hadn't made that decision, snap decision in her head. I'm staying here. I'm giving my life up and. Um, so that they can get away because she's realized it's really important that Ellie gets to where she needs to go. Then she starts knocking over all the gas canisters and sorry for all the spoilers, but like, I feel it's necessary at this juncture. Um, she, she starts knocking them all over and filling the the whole place with petrol. Um, and then knows what she's going to do when they come through. Um, and she's trying to, hit the lighter that's the moment for the audience where like oh it adds that suspense of like will she won't she will she be able to won't she like for me seeing fear in someone's eyes or seeing fear in the moment that what and still breaking through to do the thing that they have already decided they're going to do and not letting the fear dictate what happens to them or drive what what happens to them or motivate them in any way is the ultimate pinnacle of what bravery is so for me, I don't agree with any of that. I, I agree, obviously, it's different to the game. I actually think it was more necessary because they've changed the science, um, more necessary to highlight the network and highlight how dangerous it is. And because, because a big part of the whole, like, if there's no spores, it's like, well, how do you add that element of they've got to be really careful? Is it just being quiet? That's not good enough. But now they've got this thing where, like, they need to highlight that the tendrils are all connected and and it's like a it's a big network and as soon as one gets wind of what's going on everybody knows and they all come like that was a really important moment and i think swapping that scene out for to display that in like for moving forwards in the series was was kind of necessary whereas whereas having like having like just you know the army come in and 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 they have a big fight or whatever is just not doesn't feel necessary in in the series i'm not saying in the game i'm saying in the series so i i, I kind of think that they still did a very good job of highlighting tess as being this brave strong character um i still think that she was very brave and i still think that she had made that decision 
she may not have been like you know shouting around going like i'm not i'm not going down without a fight and all that but do you need that like that's a hot such a hollywood thing this is supposed to be based in more of a realistic setting and the characters have to feel slightly more real and not video game characters so there does have to be some sort of uh, negotiation and some sort of like you know compromise on that and i think out of every compromise that that you would have made that was probably the right one to have made because it it served the moving of the story forwards it served a purpose it wasn't just there to copy the game yeah i do, I do think that if they'd have done that tv uh the scene that was in the tv series in the game it wouldn't have had the same impact as it would have had in the tv series um so I, I I agree with what you said. I think it was it was wonderfully done, and it de- it definitely made me feel emotional. And it was a really hard hitting moment. I think my my point was just explaining the kind of snowball snowballing element that it was they had to do something to to you know that scene with Tess because they didn't they didn't have the they didn't have the spores in there, so they they had to kind of change things around. But. Um, yeah, it'd be just interested to hear both you both your takes. Um, I, I still really enjoyed it, and um, yeah, I, I do completely get your point, Matt, about the whole bravery thing and how we shouldn't judge bravery by by certain things. So that's a really interesting point. Um, it just, I think it, it goes that's back where it, it just really to, differed to from the idea of um, sorry, God, sorry. <laughs> it harps back to the idea of um, like a game, someone who's played the game watching it versus someone who hasn't. Like yeah. I'm seeing it as a TV series, and I think that was a very well written scene in a TV series. You're seeing it as it wasn't the same as the game, and the game portrayed something different for you than that scene portrayed, which is fair. They're both fair things. So I think, like on the whole, like if you were to go, yeah, all right, but you, you, if you were to split that audience down the middle and say, like, here you've got all the gamers that have played the game, and here you've got all the people that are watching it as a TV series, it's like. We've had a lot of of uh, nods and clear uh, sort of um, uh, homages to the to the game, uh, and we're only two episodes in. Like, I think you can, I think you guys can do without that scene. Like, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, for the yeah, sake of the yeah. TV series yeah. moving forwards. Yeah. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's that's yeah. how I sort of picture yeah. it. Yeah, the... I think it's just important to just point out how how it was different, and uh, and it just wasn't, you know. Uh, I suppose, yeah, the point you make about, you know, having not played the game or seen playing the game, for me, it was it was really interesting to see how they did it. And uh, it still hit very hard. It was just uh, it was just different uh, to how mm. I experienced it and how I thought the story would go, not how it should go, because obviously they've got creative control over it and they can decide what to do with it. And they had to they were put in that position by the decision to remove spores. But look, I, I still really enjoyed it, but it was just uh, it was just different different for me at that point uh the first first real kind of diversion from the show i think that we've seen um which is the point you've made but um still love the still loved it it's still epic as a show um, i'm really looking forward to seeing like you're saying how it's a snowball effect hmm. this is just the first bit that we've seen which is quite different i'm looking forward to seeing how that advances because it obviously seems like this network of tendrils is going to be a really big point within the show um so i want to see sort of how else they deviate from the original game yeah. sort of story and if that really does end up annoying a lot of the big gaming fans 
I kind yeah. of want to see the community, yeah, not crawl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I think that network, what they added in, that again isn't in the game. The fact that if they step on a, you know, an infected or you know a tendril that's alive, then the rest of them within the area feel it, and they're all connected. That adds something rather than detracts i think that's a really mm-hmm. interesting element yeah um and that adds up that opens up a whole lot like we could spend hours like theories about what could happen um maybe on a specific last of us podcast or live show but i think there's so many things they could do with that that's really interesting that actually elevates the the video game uh for the show i think i think that's a really interesting addition um and they, they have to do it something just, it just it just um helps understand how easily it can spread because i think that was the fear people had uh was was because the spores aren't in the game and like that's the main way it spreads it's like well how do you get around how do you get around it being as sort of contagious um and in that scene for me that the that was when you really saw that how careful you had to be because as if you shoot someone and then and then they get you know that they fall or that you got you got a bunch of of people that have died and like they're it's like fresh sort of new new what do you call it like fresh meat i guess um (laughs) um then then that really just like goes to show that you have to be so careful in so many different areas and and i think the the show needs to keep that sort of danger to make it viable and they really had to they really have to prove like the idea that that tendrils and and the network of of um cordyceps and or, or whatever yeah. it's called is yeah. is um is like is dangerous enough as as is and so for me like i had no no issues there but again i haven't played the game and it would be interesting to play that scene through and sort of see if which one i prefer yeah um because I haven't got that comparison to draw. Yeah, that's no, that's really interesting. I already no found from... the environment scary enough. Mm. Like even before all of that sort of like network stuff came into it, I already found it so scary. And I think it's because obviously my expectation of like zombies, I know that they're not called zombies, but you know, like reanimated dead is like from the walking dead where they're all like really slow and they just like they just groan and they don't really like have much intelligence or anything um so then like when they started sprinting i was petrified i couldn't handle it i was like i had to like <laughs> and i felt jumping. like crying they were jumping no. and all yeah sorts of they were like, and they were they were like you could tell they had intelligence you know they were stopping and they're waiting like when the clickers were stopping and waiting and listening and i was kind of like oh this is so different to the way that they have to act in the walking dead where they have to kind of like you know, they just be quiet and they're they're fine. And if yeah. if one hears them, they just run and they're fine. Yeah. But in this one, it's like. But how much more of an edge does it give that, like, if they just put one foot wrong and accidentally stand on the, the wrong bit of floor or or yeah, but it's too scary um, now. It's like, too scary for me. <laughs> that like they're all coming for you. Like if you one foot wrong, they're all coming for you. And like, and you can me, hear the ground in that adds... scene where Tess is like waiting. You can hear the ground like shaking from how many of them are sprinting over it's how quick yeah. they are is what yeah. really like freaks me out yeah is that she was literally like we don't have much time left they literally had like 60 seconds before they had to go and i can't like oh 
it's, it's just they're too fast they're too scary i don't know <laughs> i don't know like i can't handle it and i'm i'm mm. so scared to watch more I'm i a think if they were person, i think so. if they were all like all walking around and just like not very intelligent i would have switched off to that because it feels like that's just too easy to avoid it's a trope need, isn't it it's a trope yeah, it's such zombies. a trope that they need to I mean, I think that's you know, why I expected it because it's different. the standard trope of zombies. Yeah. I thought, okay, yeah, that's what they're going to be yeah. like. And then I saw the clickers like sprinting and jumping over tables and stuff. And when they hear a noise and they turn their head in the direction, even though they mm. can't see, like instinctively, I was like, oh my god, I couldn't do this. I'd literally yeah. like, I would just phase <laughs> out of the planet if that was me. <laughs> what did you two think of the sound of the clickers? The actual click in itself, because in the game, when you first hear that sound. And by the way, it's the sound. It's the same people voicing the clickers in the in the TV series as in the game. So I immediately recognised that sound. Um, what was your? Was that as scary as it was for me in the TV series? Like, the eeriness of it. I imagine, for me personally, I imagine it would be scarier if you played the game first because you've got that moment of like being in the dark in the game, like mm. going around trying to like sneak about, and then you hear like that clicking sound. And you're, and at first you're like, what is that? Mm. Like, I can imagine in the game being like, what is that? Oh my god, <laughs> so scared, like because you don't know what's going to come out out from the darkness. Um, but watching it as a TV series, it, for for me personally, I like the the sound is great. Like I, I you know, it's it's perfect. It it suit it fits like what they're what they're portraying and what they're trying to um, achieve, but. It was just like a to me like watching it as a TV series. It was just like a sort of a sound that okay, I've heard. Great. I've heard lots of I've I've heard lots of like sort of I've watched like you know films with aliens in and stuff, and it's it feels like it feels like uh, just very similar to yeah. I was gonna say it just sounded kind of, of like a sci-fi noise. Like it yeah. wasn't. It didn't really like okay. spark any fear in me or anything, but. Um, it's just after you knew what it was it was obviously scary but the initial yeah. when you first heard it i didn't have that like i wanted to know what it was but i didn't have that like oh my god like it's coming oh, that's, in, that's, that's interesting uh, i've got a note from producer will matt for you uh on uh, hi will uh, in the background thanks for <laughs> thanks for all you're doing for shout us out. um yeah shout out to will um, on animals not being infected, the whole opening is, uh, to quote, it can infect small invertebrates. If the planet was warm enough, it might be able to infect humans, but it's not a given um, that it can now infect all other 99.999% of species like rodents or birds. So it's it's a very, like, just because it can infect humans doesn't necessarily mean it can also infect other animals. Like, we're not, you know, the the ascendant species, if you like. Um that if something can infect us, then that means every other animal on the planet can get us. It's very kind of human specific, uh, I think is what Will's trying to say. Does that answer your question? Kind of, yeah. Okay. I, I would, st I would still, I would still argue it a little bit because you would assume <laughs> that a fungus that is now now um, able to survive in warmer temperatures would be able to infect other warm-blooded animals. That's a very human-centric opinion, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like I'm being like. Don't worry, I agree. With you, I agree with you, Matt. Stuff. 
If, okay, I, if that makes me human centric, that's fine. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on then. Uh, I've, we've also got a comment from Zek Powersy. Thanks, uh, thanks for being in the show. Um, it helps show how the fungus was embracing her sort of and letting her into the packy. Yeah, I thought that was like an interesting moment where it turned and walked slowly towards her. I thought that was really interesting. Kind of that welcome. Like it could tell she was us. infected. Mm-hmm. She yeah. tell she was already infected. Yeah. yeah, which yeah. opens up things to the fact that Ellie tests negative on that test, even though she's not infected. So, is there something there where infected can sense her? Maybe I don't. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Um, but that's just an interesting theory, anyway. Um, but yeah, I also want to ask you about the scenes in Indonesia at the start. Um, and with the with the lady who I can't think of a job title, um, but when she said the B word on the couch with the cup of tea. Yeah, as mm. soon as she said that, the first thing my partner said to me was literally like, I'm glad it's the same language, it's like in English because it's like so yeah. dramatic. The wa- uh, Yeah, the delivery of that was just... Yeah, that honestly, like, it's what you expected mm. her to say, but still when she said it, it was like, I can't believe she said that. It was like yeah. she couldn't believe she was saying it. Like yeah. that, that was yeah. that was what was that was why it was so heavy. I think. Yeah. And she when she when she yeah, that it was her only op- that that's the only yeah. option. It's like you've got yeah. a just everybody, man. Just everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And she it, she just wants to go spend time with her family, and she was like crying. I was just thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's she's it. saying it she knowing knows. full well she that knows. like she's included in that. Like and, yeah. and it's like, but that's the only thing you can do. Um, yeah, it's the, it's the desperation at that point, isn't yeah. it? You can hear that she's kind yeah. of just, you know, it's going to happen, which was kind of scary for me. It kind of added to again that wasn't in the in the in the game, similar to the first season, se- similar to the first scene in episode one. Uh, but I just feel it added just that's something extra to to the series. Uh, but it'd be really interesting where they go with episode three, and I uh, can't wait to talk about it on the show next week. So thanks, mm-hmm. guys. Um, uh, if you've got any thoughts on the show, please let us know. If you have any interesting theories or anything, please let us know and we'll read out uh, the the uh, the best ones on the show. Uh, but let's talk about our ne- next topic. And uh, there's been a, a bit going on at Microsoft um, this week. Um, Microsoft announced last week that it would be laying off over 10,000 staff. Uh, with some of them coming from its Xbox and video games divisions, um, including many at the Halo Infinite developer 343. Um, there was there was a couple of, of different things going on where people were talking about, will, will 343 still play a role in the development of the Halo franchise? Will it be the only, um, only one to work on the IP? Uh, there was reports that it would only work on an advisory role in, on the IP and it would be like taken off to a different developer potentially to to lead the the franchise because let's be honest halo infinite hasn't been as popular as many people are thinking um you know that the launch has been quite rocky anyway um but uh the it has been confirmed that halo master chief are here to stay three four industries will continue to develop halo now and in the future including epic epic stories multiplayer and more of what makes halo great um for me, I, I'm really sad about Halo because when I was younger, Halo multiplayer was the top multiplayer game uh, in terms of the, like the Forge mode, being able to create your own maps, playing on multiplayer with your friends and you know the the whole shield mechanic system and the different very unique you know space age weapons and um, 
just it's just it was just an awesome game. Um, and with Halo Infinite, there's so much riding on it with multiplayer. And would there be a battle royale? Obviously, there's not. There's just you know normal multiplayer. So I, I think a bit a few people are disappointed in that. And co-op campaign didn't come until very late, which is why most people wait and play the co-op campaign with people. I think the the question discussion question for for us really is that what where is Halo right now? And because I know you, I, I, I doubt you two have played it from what from what we talked about before. What what can it do to to generate that interest in the game at this point? I've played Halo Infinite. Um, by the way, hello Dave on on TikTok. Um, Hi Dave. Someone I know has just come into the TikTok. It's, um, I need to ad- I need to address him otherwise I don't want him to feel left out. Um, uh, but yeah, I've played Halo Infinite and I enjoyed it like like the first time I played it and. Then it got stale real fast because they weren't really adding any like new modes or content um, fast enough. So it just became like one of them, one of those things that you just sort of end up playing something else. And I think I feel like Halo Infinite was their chance to get it right and and just you know potentially dominate that sort of market, but. It just felt so like it was missing so much, um, and all the Halo fans, it felt like they really wanted to love it, and there were parts about it that were really, really good, um, but it just didn't. It, it just didn't have. I don't know. It, like, just didn't have like the spark that I was expecting it to have. And Halo, yeah, Halo is Microsoft and Xbox's dominant ip it is their mm. flagship it, it it should be the one that kind of leads everything they do like this is this is supposed to be the most popular game that they create and it seems like at the moment everyone's waiting for starfield to come out because they're seeing that as almost the dominant ip at this stage because of how poorly halo infinite has been received it just seems maybe, like a, a real maybe shame. halo's had its day now Master that's Chief what i was gonna say helmet. <laughs> i think that um i i didn't play halo infinite because i didn't ever play any of the original halo games and i feel like that's what a lot of people played it for was for like the nostalgia of like the halo mechanics and stuff like shields and everything that people really liked that you don't find in other games but i never played the original halo games so i didn't i didn't feel the Mm. need to play halo infinite and because it wasn't like massively popular there was no need for me to ever play it when i could just play something else like matt said like if it was really popular and everyone was playing it even though I didn't play Halo, I would have given it a go, but I didn't ever feel that that need. So it was kind of just like I feel like there's certain games in the game gaming world that need to be like don't do them into the ground because like yeah. they need to stay iconic. And Halo is one of those game games franchises that is iconic. And you know the Master Chief helmet, the uh, even like you know even I've not played this. I play. I actually started playing the first Halo. Um, a, a little didn't I get ago. you to buy the Master Chief collection? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. and I yeah. did, but I, I didn't get very far through it. I just sort of lost interest. But, um, but the the it's like such a moment in in, in that point of time in time that you just you almost like if they keep going with it, they've either got to really pull it out the bag or just leave it alone now you need to leave it as as an iconic series don't like don't tarnish its name more than halo infinite is kind of 
done a little bit to it um obviously there's you know you go through the halo series and and there's these games people like more than others but generally speaking i feel like halo infinite was its chance to to reignite the game it didn't work move on like that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of not not to be nasty but to keep yeah. to preserve yeah. the 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 magic how good the magic of of that that franchise yeah mm. otherwise you end up in a situation where the uh, the people the new newer people that have heard of halo like the younger generations that have heard of halo have only ever experienced the bad games and all the old games uh like the graphics aren't good enough or like the mechanics aren't good enough or something like that you know because it's because they they suffer from age in in that respect and for for older gamers that's not a problem but for younger gamers that i I imagine that there's there's a desire for like the next sort of innovation in graphics and mechanics and and that sort of thing and i i just feel like I just feel like <laughs> Skyrifter just said Master Chief isn't that the guy from Fortnite? Exactly. Like <laughs> yeah, it's kind yeah. of. It feels That's where a like lot of they're... people remember the characters from now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. kind of sad because even though I didn't play Halo, obviously I know it's an iconic franchise. I know, you know, all of the iconic bits and pieces from it. But now kids are going to be like. Oh my god, yeah, it's that guy from Fortnite. <laughs> oh my god, it's but, from Halo Infinite, that really crap game yeah. that no one ever played. Yeah, but don't you think if they just turned around and said, "Okay, we're going to add a battle royale," it's got that's potential. what we spoke would, about, right? That just I thought that'd a whole be cool. New set of fans? Yeah, exactly. You would? Would you play it if they just? I launched definitely a battle royale? would. I would. Yeah. There you I would go. If it had those it go, Halo yeah. mechanics, yeah, I would play it as long as it i don't know i say that but then i didn't really play apex so i'm not sure i know apex didn't have halo mechanics but that was a really big battle royale that i no, didn't that, touch the halo infinite mechanics but, i think are really strong mm, um, they are yeah they're really really it's really fun to play but uh, i don't know it, i just feel like it's such an easy win i know yeah, it's a battle difficult royales thing to do. are what like i feel like battle royales are sort of yeah. the big mmo right now yeah. Um yeah. for the past sort of few years. So why would you not like go align yourself with that trend? Yeah. And I don't know why they didn't, because that could have been that could have been sick. I know it's not easy to do. I'm not saying it's easy, like they can just yeah. like you know, launch a battle Bang royale. Out overnight. A battle royale yeah, yeah, I'm not saying it's easy, but it just feels like, you know, maybe they're thinking about tradition, maybe they're thinking about yeah, Scar if the hardcore Halo fan base is screaming. That's the thing. Sometimes you need to do something a little bit different to attract a new generation of, of fans and players. And that means taking risks. What it's in the state it is right now. It cannot literally get any worse. Just launch a battle royale, see what happens. Um, but that's and- the thing is that fans like fans think that that is what's going to tarnish the like reputation of Halo. It's like, Oh my God. It's yeah. Already it's tarnished. Like battle royale. It's already tarnished. Yeah, I know. But some, a lot of fans don't see it like that. They're going to be like, yeah. it's when you get to that sellout point. Cause that's the, that's the phrase everyone uses. It's like, oh yeah, don't sell out. You can't sell out. But like, if Halo well, was to not, make a battle royale, to... that's what people would be like. They'd be like, yeah, they were selling out. You're just committing to like the, the, what's popular and what's trendy. But that's. I don't think, I don't think like, I think people misunderstand. Um, or not yeah, misunderstand, yeah, mis- yeah. Misuse definitely. the term selling yeah. out. Like selling out is just, literally if they just selling out is is putting master chief in Fortnite. that's selling out yeah selling out is not (laughs) making your game better and more successful 
Like sell, selling out is not putting time, effort, and money into a game, making it better. Selling out is is making like is literally just trying to make money off the back of a name. That's selling out. Like, but people think that somehow a battle royale is gonna hurt the game. It's not. It's not gonna hurt it. Because battle no royales battle royale are seen as like childish. It. That's why it's seen as like because of Fortnite. I feel like a lot of people see battle royales as catered to little kids. So then they think, oh, you're but catering it's just, to little it's, kids. You're selling out. It's just out. the setup of a game mode. It's not like it's yeah. not even like the game itself. Like like Fortnite is different to Warzone and and PUBG and, and PUBG yep. is different to to Warzone and and Fortnite and like it. It just it just. I just don't understand what the issue is with putting a, a battle royale in and, and seeing how it does because people you'll have people from from titles that are all like t- kind of people getting tired of not to name any names but Warzone 2 um, <laughs> um, and 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 they they may they may go and try it and and I feel like if before long they're just well. They, I, I feel like they've already missed a the chance. They they should have launched Infinite with a battle royale. That would have been their their that would have been yeah. their biggest win, I think. But, but uh, yeah, I think just going back off, you know, the discussion we had last week about games not being finished. Halo yeah. Infinite launched without a forge mode. It launched without co-op campaign. Those are the two modes that players most want to play, and it launched without <laughs> yeah. them. Why? Why? Just delay like, it. Who's a bit? making the, those decisions? Like... So. So if you talk about selling out, people talk about like developers that they love and and publishers that they love of games like as these kind of like beautiful community things that are there just to make them happy and it's all like sunshines and rainbows. Their only purpose in life is to make money yeah. off you. They're yeah. there to make money literally. So they're already selling out by launching a game that's not finished, which is what I don't I don't think people realize yes, to get some money in to to please the shareholders if that's not selling out then i don't know what is Ex- like, exactly exactly dave, so, uh... dave on tiktok says um if uh, if a halo battle royale was released last year it would have blown up massively yeah absolutely I, I think it i think it definitely would have had potential to blow up massively with caldera people, as it was it would have been before yep. uh before warzone 2 was was coming out people were getting tired of warzone they were looking for another game uh, it was also when Fortnite. It was before Fortnite brought in no build mode, which uh, yeah people were fed up of Fortnite because of all the building and stuff. So they had to bring out no build mode. So it would have like bridged that that hole in the market. You know, it would have given them a chance to get in on that, and then they just didn't. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, you don't you don't want to speculate, I suppose, but obviously Microsoft's laying over ten thousand people off because of obviously economic conditions but also probably because halo infinite didn't perform as well you just hope that 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 decision not to release a battle royale wasn't wasn't made by the top execs there maybe it was made by you know people who are actually trying to make the game better but it does feel like maybe it was made with a decision uh, i think the scary them. thing is i think the scary thing with it is is that if they're laying off that many people and a lot of them are, are in the, the video game development and and from three four three industries um as well it doesn't it doesn't give anyone any confidence that anything new and innovative is going to happen with halo because you're not you're not going to do better with less people 
mm. working on it. <laughs> like it, it yeah. just unless they're planning yeah. on bringing a whole new team in, like I just don't see it. I I, I feel like I feel like at the moment Microsoft is just scared to admit that Halo is done. Yeah. Well, the former senior multiplayer designer at Halo, Patrick Wren, tweeted out, the layoffs at 343 shouldn't have happened and Halo Infinite should be in a better state. But the reason for both of those things is incompetent leadership up top during Halo Infinite development, causing massive stress on those working hard to make Halo the best it can be. So I think he is very vocally claiming that was he the it's former, did you say? Former, or... yeah, the former senior multiplayer designer at Halo. So he is straight away pinning the blame on those top executives, like you were saying, and just pointing out and making it clear that, you know, it's not the Halo team's fault necessarily. It's it's those higher up execs yeah. who probably don't know as much about the gaming mm. space and stuff. They kind of just make the big decisions without much knowledge and then it ends up sort of causing they just wanted to they want they're like but how do we get the game out on this date yeah how do we get the game yeah. out on this date and well we would have to launch without no co-op mode cool do it yeah like, like mm-hmm. that's that's basically how that's happened i mean it happens in all sorts of companies like things like that but but um often the developers aren't the ones that are you know the people actually working on the game that love the game that, that spend their life on the game they're not normally the ones that are gonna easily mess the game up so badly and so like you know almost like because the because all of all of these mistakes are made and they feel so obvious to everybody that this failed because of this but to somebody trying to run the company and just get the game out on a certain date they don't really look at any of that they just look at the the spreadsheet of the of the timeline and go well you know people would have much rather of the halo be delayed and 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 launched with a co-op mode and multiplayer mode and all that that stuff than they would have got what they did get um so, so i and i think it all happens all too often it's, and it, i think it's an unfortunate part of the way where gaming's gone and there's more major studios and there's more AAA studios. It just it just feels like those sorts of decisions are being made more and more frequently, um, and it's kind of it's kind of a shame. Um, I I don't think it's I don't think like you know having more big studios is bad for gaming, but it does make it does split the the community or the or it splits the 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 catalogs of of what you can play into. Mm-hmm. You know Hollywood and and then indie film like there's that sort yeah. of like we're getting that separation now. Yeah, uh, I mean we'll go on to a different topic in a minute, but I think what's what's really interesting to me of the last couple of months and year or so is that there's there's more money and interest in games now than there ever has been. Uh, if you look at The Last of Us as a TV series. Uh, if you look at the the popularity of some of the games that that have been released, but there's more there's more money in games and there's more interest, but it seems like there's less coming out, less good stuff actually coming out of the video games industry at the moment. If you look at like Warzone Two, uh, if you look at Halo Infinite, um, look at. But some I of think the, that's the got a cause and effect relationship. Yeah. I so maybe the they're trying to milk the cow money. a little bit too much. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I think Definitely. because there's more money in the industry. A lot of 
these massive developers who have come out with like superstar games in the past like activision like um like xbox they think you know what we've done it so well before let's just chuck whatever out and fans will eat it up because the industry's gotten so massive maybe it's complacency that's not the case at all like you're getting way too cocky and you can't people aren't just gonna let that sort of stuff slide like yeah. i think they thought they'd release halo infinite and people would because it's halo people would still buy it they had a lot of confidence in that like in that name and yeah people bought it people were insanely disappointed with it and then a lot of people refunded it and or never touched it again or you know whatever the case ended up being and i don't know why it keeps happening with so many just, different i think different it's because games. When you've got a big studio, they've got CEOs and they've got, you know, um, CFOs and they've got all this stuff. Uh, and and you end up what you end up with is is rather than that person loving gaming, it's somebody who's a good CEO who's got a track record of being a good CEO at other companies. So they get brought in to be the CEO of this company, and their love for gaming is nowhere near the level of 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 like the developers that are working on the game. So instead of instead of like hiring up and and taking someone who loves the game, knows the game, knows the law, knows what fans want, are very connected to the community, um, and and giving them the ability to have creative control, or um, or even you know t- to the point where they may step into the shoes of like CEO or something of a company like like um, or of a franchise like Halo, they they end up like they don't do that they just get someone who's got a track record of of being a good ceo which then means that they don't make decisions based on the love of the game they make decisions based on what they've done elsewhere and what they've done elsewhere works because it's sort of consumer driven stuff right but with this maybe it's it's much more of a you have to really respect the love that people have for these these franchises and stories because they're not products to a lot of people like that and i think that's the the bit that they get confused with and let themselves down with is the leadership is bad or you know potentially bad because they just don't they, they view it as a product they view a game as a product they don't view a game as a story or a escape or a a form of therapy or um or, or any of the things that people have, like any of the reasons that people have become ta- attached to those franchises and stories and characters, they just view it as a new game, new product, just like a, you know, like a film that's coming out. View it as a standalone thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think maybe that's where some of it falls down when it comes to bad leadership decisions, perhaps. Hmm. Yeah, I just want to put it in perspective just how little people are playing Halo Infinite, and it's really sad to see. Um, if you look at Warf- a Warzone 2 and Modern Warfare 2, um, average players in the last 30 days is 100, 111,000. This is uh, on Steam charts, so this is PC only. So there's 113,000 people played uh, Warzone 2 or Modern Warfare 2 in the last 30 days. Uh, if you look at Cyberpunk... That's twenty eight thousand uh, in the last thirty days, and that is uh, that's a game that you know was panned as as people not being able to play it and all that kind of stuff. Halo Infinite, the last thirty days, under four thousand players. What? That's, that's so much lower shot. than what I thought it was going to be. 
In November, when it launched, it had uh, 102,000 average players. It peaked at 256,000. Um, oh, my God. That that's, is so bad. That's yeah, not a put, viable business, is it? No. no. To put that into perspective, Apex Legends currently right now has 263,000 people playing it, which what? is more than the peak of Halo Infinite. What? According to SteamCharts.com. That's insane. So that's just that that just puts it in perspective just how bad a state Halo is in. And when I say it cannot get any worse, it literally cannot get any worse. Because yeah, why it, are they not just trying a battle royale? Yeah, it'd be interesting to know. To it would be interesting to know what the numbers would be like from because obviously Halo is an Xbox title, so there's probably a lot a, a lot more people playing it on Xbox. So that's true. That, than PC, so it would. I be think a lot of Xbox players are. or just console players in general did transition to PC over like sort of the pandemic though. I know there yeah. are still a lot of of Xbox players out there, and but there Halo are a lot of people that an are, Xbox that are, title, are still but... console. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So, I, I yeah, it'd be interesting. But yeah, I'm I, I feel like most people that play FPS, um, sort of multiplayer or battle royale games, kind of, uh, like, move to PC at some point. Yeah. Because it's just a better experience, and mm-hmm. you know, if some, I mean, there's obviously people that either can't afford it or they don't like pcs or you know whatever their reasons are but but generally speaking i think if i had enough money for an xbox and then and i was really into a game and i knew that i could get a better experience more frames more this then i'd probably look into like getting a a pc next so yeah, maybe, but it would be interesting to know what the numbers would be yeah. for Xbox players mm-hmm. and PC yeah. players yeah. like combined. Uh, Sky, Sky Rifter again. Um, it only took Epic Games two months to convert Fortnite to Battle Royale. What does three four three have to lose by trying it? Yeah, exactly, exactly what we're saying. Just give give the fans something to be excited about. I think. Um, she also says there's more fans, so more money. No need to make good stuff anymore. Yeah, I think that just summarizes the point. It's just that mm. kind of complacency. Um, but I, I suppose. It, it'll only it'll only kind of have an effect if people you know decide with their wallets uh not to buy certain games but we'll we shall see um onto a game which uh before yesterday i don't think matt knew about but we've learned a lot about it over the last day or so um the day before uh oh, has God. been delayed because of <laughs> trademark issues now there's a there's a lot of controversy around this game uh many people are convinced that it doesn't exist uh because at the moment the day before the day before is basically an mmo where you're um you're tasked with surviving a zombie apocalypse and it's supposedly an open world game and there's there's one short trailer that's been released so far which has got a little bit of gameplay in it um but it looks quite polished for what it is and it looks like one of those trailers that should say not actual gameplay on it it's one of those type of trailers um it was due for release uh in early this year but uh, the uh, developers, uh, Fantastic, released a statement, uh, and I'm going to read some of it now uh, because it's interesting. Um, Dear fans, Steam blocked our game page at the request of a private individual because of the name the day before. As you know, our game was announced in January 2021. At the time of the announcement, the day before game trademark was available. After the announcement of the game, the above-mentioned individual filed out an application before us to register the game trademark in the United States. Um, they go on to say that this is a really interesting line. Um, <laughs> we Now we find out all the circumstances of the incident and we will definitely solve everything. 
Um, we had previously planned to post a lengthy gameplay trailer video later this month, but we'll have to sort this issue out first. We'll post a video ASAP. We've also made we've made the difficult decision to postpone the launch to November the 10th, 2023. We understand this may disappoint many of our fans. However, we want to ensure we release the best possible game. So a few things there. So that they're, one, they're blaming the trademark for not be, being able to release the game. They're also blaming that on not being able to release the trailer. But then they're also saying that they're delaying it because they want to ensure the release of the best possible game. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Uh, w- 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 one, why aren't you trademarking your game before you announce it? <laughs> that's what I. That's what yeah, I want to know. What are you? How can you announce your game to the public with the name and not yeah. have the name trademarked yeah. and not expect yeah. any issues to arise? Yeah. Secondly, if there's issues with the name, change the name of the game. If you haven't got the trademark, change the name of the game. It's a new IP. Change the name of the game. Just release it if it's ready. But it seems like... There's, yeah. it, it seems this is full of contradictions. It's a little bit shady. People don't know what's going on. We haven't got a gameplay video I checked also, out their YouTube channel does... earlier. Oh yeah, um, and and there's a, a a video on there which is like a kind of inside look at um, the develop developers' offices. Fantastic, oh, interesting. Isn't it? It's yeah. fantastic, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it's just <laughs> two guys, uh, and they're just like on laptops in various different like on a hill, laptops on a hill, uh, then in a coffee shop. Like and it's just so weird, man. It's like we work from anywhere. It's it just appears very much like there's only two people making this game. <laughs> like it's yeah. uh, like there's nothing about their offices, nothing about about um, like you never get introduced to more people. It's just like these two guys that are just on laptops coding. Like that's all the the, the footage is. So that feels mm. odd. We know it's nothing just... about this game. We don't know how it works. Who the characters are. We've seen a it's very just short what gameplay I find trailer. Confusing is, um, they say that they previously planned to post a lengthy gameplay video later this month, but we'll have to sort this issue out first. We'll post a video asap. If you're if they're going to post a video, why does this issue interfere with them posting a video? It doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, because they've to still me. got they've still got like their their Twitter, if which the, is the yeah. Day if before. the game is made, then they can just play the game, record the gameplay footage, and then post that. If the game is is finished, and even if if the issue is that oh the name is copyrighted, just don't post the name in this in this footage that you're supposedly going to post. Or just edit the video to change the name. Could it be? Like, a, could it be it a shill? Like, could it be fake? Well, they're not taking pre-orders, so I don't know what the benefit is behind them Pretending faking to it. Making a yeah. Game. Yeah, because they're not know. taking Maybe pre-orders, it's... so they're not making any money. It's literally it just like game? for like... a prank. They have another game out, um, which on their website says is the best-selling game on Steam, um, which is a game okay. called Prop Night, which has mixed reviews on Steam. Okay. Right. Um, okay. And literally on the website, it says the top-selling game on Steam. Like, there's no quotes, there's no source where that information came from. It just says that, and then it links to the Steam page. Well, you can, you can, can't, you can like check that, and um, it probably is not. So. That game released on the 1st of December 2021. Um, it has 12,000 mixed reviews. Right, um, okay. This company also got in hot game. water um, a while ago for 
trying to uh, i'm going to get this wrong so i'm going to paraphrase it but they were encouraging volunteers volunteer developers to contribute to the development of this game Mm -hmm. um which is also very shady because you're not paying people to do actual work which is not right um so everything everything about it feels shady do we think it's real I don't, I don't know, know man. Like, uh, They've made a like... video on the culture of volunteering. It's just so weird. They're a game development company and they have a whole video oh, about man. the I culture like, of volunteering. Like, it feels fishy and normally when there's smoke, there's fire. Like, and I just, I just don't know. Yeah. I think, I, I think. Maybe that's what the shell is. They're trying to get, like, they're trying to steal all of this, like, volunteer development material that they're getting and they're going to use it for something else or i don't know i don't know what why they would be doing this like why would they go through all the effort to fake all of this stuff it's just weird what are they getting out of it unless there's something going on on underneath the surface that like we're we're not all seeing or or unless it's just a couple of guys that really don't know what they're doing like (laughs) this is this is like their second second uh sort of dip into making a game and they're trying to make it They've bitten off more they can more than they can tr- chew, yeah. and they feel a bit embarrassed for giving a like we ju- the game's just not ready. We don't know what we're doing, so they're like trying to come up with these excuses why yeah, it's not why their fault. Why wouldn't they just say but, that? Why wouldn't they just but, say, "Yeah, we're trying and we can't figure it out. We're sorry. It's just two of us." Yeah, and Loads of devs yeah. companies have said that before. Yeah, they said, we've and they've, all, they've also they've also posted a link. They've linked the person's um, trademark request in the tweet yeah that's so you can weird. actually you can actually click on the link and it'll take you to the trademark itself with the person's name who's trademarked it um that's weird which is weird uh, a big fry a youtuber um left a reply which is hilarious they said are your lawyers volunteers too <laughs> <laughs> which I, I thought was fantastic um oh, I, you know all the developers work in that i hope they're okay i hope they've got good working conditions and they're not stressing out about it um but from from what it looks like it just it just doesn't look good at all um and i was actually looking forward to it looking forward to seeing the game seeing more about it because it looks it looks like a great idea but let's see what happens um lewis just did a hands-on hands-on his face emoji uh thanks lewis hiya um skyver said maybe they're trying to show investors hype for this game so they can start developing it properly um that's that's true that could be that could be something. Like, see how many likes we've got on this tweet. Look how much money we need to. Well, if it's it got a lot of it. hype like, around it, if they do like a gameplay gameplay video and it gets loads of views, they could be like, "Yeah, look." True. And then I feel like they could maybe their plan is to sort of take investment money and run. I don't know, because they have to come know. out with a game eventually, big. right? They have if they've done all of this. Not really. They it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. It, but they're claiming now that the game strange. is almost finished, that it was gonna come out. Did they say that? Yeah, well, they, it was due to come out in sort of around. Yeah, now. It was, it, like, yeah, around true. now. Wasn't that's it? true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and so they haven't it's... said otherwise ever. So the and game... they've just said, "Oh, someone trademarked the name, so we can't release it. So we're yeah. gonna release it in November." Why? Why would you not trademark your own game before you started developing it? Well, how much if, money does it what cost? If, this is crazy. Trademark? This is crazy, but what if they set up a company? Here we right? go. <laughs> <laughs> they set up a company, said that they were building a game called the the, the day before. The day before. Then they 
trademark the name against themselves before they did so that the company can then buy the trademark name for a lot of money and then they get the money and then they just do a runner i think they're the whole company i'm I, th- th- i'm sorry. just spitballing no like, i think I, I think the two guys that are working on this game the supposed two guys that are on the team are the whole fantastic company that's so what I don't... i'm saying nah, like, there's gotta so... be no but people. then they can't troll the company and like take money no no the no they're doing it all... it's it's all like they then they did it with this intention from the start they're gonna build hype around a the game they're gonna copyright the name so that that their company can't use it so they but they know that and then they're going to sell it to themselves so that the company spends lots of money from investors no, but i don't i don't think they have a company is what i'm saying i don't think um, they have a company i think the whole team is there yeah, but they've got i mean it depends if that fantastic is like branded like i don't is, think like, it is that's what i'm saying company. i think it's just a little Maybe studio that they've dig... made themselves if their if their office tours deeper. was a was a hill but i don't think that they are <laughs> no, I, think, I think we're, we're going into we're going into uh we're going into this very deeply so i think we better move on okay uh, because we, we've got no evidence to substantiate any no, of the things we're talking I'm about just, i'm just um, try, i'm just i'm just so, he's spitballing theories <laughs> yeah we're, we're yeah All we're just we're, we're just putting our hot uh you know our Held, you know, honestly held opinions out there uh, for, <laughs> for what we think could be happening. But what what is for certain is that it will be delayed until November, uh, according to uh, Fantastic. So we'll have to wait until then uh, to play the game, and maybe we'll get a trailer before. Hopefully, we will. Um, anyway, what will definitely be happening to move on to our next topic is Warzone Two Season Two. Uh, we talked about how it's been delayed last week to February fifteenth. Uh, since then, Infinity Ward and Raven Software have been teasing a couple of changes that are going to be happening to um, Warzone 2 for Season 2, which is uh, what a lot of people have been talking about for the game. So um, there's going to be more money around Al Mazra. There's going to be buy station prices reduced. Uh, the Gulag will be going from 2v2 to 1v1, which is what a lot of players are wanting to see. Um, there's also changed the looting system. So the, the backpack will change slightly when you eliminate a player. Instead of how you have to go into the backpack to get the guns, they'll spill all on the floor and you can pick up whatever you want. So there's a few things kind of change in there. Um, Matt, does it, if those changes were implemented, would that make you want to play it more, do you think? Well, I think... Th- I, I think... The first... The first thing that I I don't like is that they're calling them changes when well I guess the technically they are because it's a new game but they're basically just it re-implementing how Warzone One worked so they're just putting it back to how we all said we liked it in the first place um, so they're not like exciting changes they're not like it's not like oh this change is going to change the way we play the game it's just what we all wanted for a long time and what the community was saying by the majority for a long time. And it just seems that they're putting all of it back because they're at a point where they're losing players. Um, if they bring in a resurgence map and the mechanics, sort of like the looting systems and, and the cost of loadouts and the loadout system and stuff sort of all becomes more familiar again, then I'm much more likely to try it out and play it and sort of see, try the you know new resurgence map out and stuff. But... Um, but honest, honestly, sometimes, some days, I think it's too far gone now. But I, I kind of, in the back of my head, I'm waiting for them to sort of do something that makes me 
want to at least try it and see if I enjoy it again. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't like the whole thing of like we're bringing these exciting changes. It's not you put you're just putting it back to what what we all like. But don't we have to kind of applaud them also for going back? Because you know, at least at least they've held their hands up and they're listening to the community about what what they want and they're. But I feel like that's the bare minimum. Nah. Yeah, nah, I, I suppose. But could, if you look at could. Halo Infinite though, what that's done, they've not yeah. really listened to player feedback, yeah. and and that's happened. But, at least they've gone, okay. Look, you want this? We'll implement it for you to make give you a better experience. I don't, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, but I, mean, I feel like I feel like it's kind of like it's kind of like. Um, they've they've already they already sort of had their chance and they didn't listen and didn't listen and didn't listen and then and then i know it's only february now uh well it's not it's january at the moment but but it's, we're coming into february but um but it felt like it's felt like the community have been screaming at them for so long and when they're like 2v2 gulag look at how cool this is and everyone's like no no nobody wants that no <laughs> stop it no and they just still did it and went just see how it feels and it and and we all went we've tried it no and this and and now they're changing it it just feels like it's too late like yeah like in a in a sense it doesn't mean i don't think it it's like necessarily too late for me to to if they bring back 1v1 gulags and and bring in a resurgence map but it's kind of like why didn't they release it with a resurgence map why did they make the the looting so clunky it's because that i think i feel like they were hedging their bets on on um tarkov was like the next big thing and they had to capitalize on that and so they made they built everything around this tarkov style play but it doesn't work for battle royale warzone or resurgence mm. warzone or anything yeah. like that so it's too clunky and it takes too long and it's not like warzone is not tarkov so you can't you can't like kind of put more sort of dmz style looting systems into a game and then expect people to be like oh this is great it, it just doesn't fit it, it's obvious that people won't like it because it doesn't suit the style of the the game that you've re released yeah you know you yeah. can have that looting yeah. system in a dmz mode i think but yeah but in terms of the actual battle royale it's just it just becomes laborious and mm -hmm. and just annoying and i feel like too much time has passed with no um no change and they didn't listen in the first place yeah well um, if it, it's just a flip-flopping for me it like, feels scared loadout, like just loadouts scared weren't in people. loadouts weren't in before and yeah. then just before launch they oh we've added it back in based on community feedback oh, okay that that sounds like you know really strong decision making skills uh <laughs> and then uh, then oh we're going to release player stats oh we're not going to release player stats anymore okay um, you know that's such a basic thing that you know we should we should seems like we should have seems like a very basic thing be able to track how many wins you've got and things I don't know why you know that that kind of experience for me is, is a bit frustrating as a Warzone 2 player uh, Skyrim to say COD and Tarkov communities are so different I don't know why they thought people would like it yeah I think that's that's uh that's exactly the point Matt's trying to make. Um 
I'm prepared to give it another chance. I still, I still kind of enjoy it because I, you know, I play with my friends. It's a, it's a social thing, and but I do sense the frustrations there with with some of the, you know, mechanics and um and th- things not working as they should, and um you know the two v two gulag is stupid. <laughs> it's it's, it's no other so way. silly. Yeah, it's so silly. Like I just don't understand why they ever thought that that was gonna work. Like when they started working on it. And did they not yeah. like? Did they not do any market research on why people think the gulag is either good or bad? Like the the one thing that the gulag, the one purpose the gulag served was it's fifty fifty, and everything is the same for each individual person. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's just about who's better, and they just completely took that away. Yeah. That's the one thing people liked or disliked about the Gulag, but I think more on, on the whole, more people liked it. Um, and, and that just... It just doesn't sit well with me that they would mm. just completely ignore those people, like the community, or all of those people that are screaming at them like, we don't want it. They'd still implement it, and then they would have to revert back because, of course, they were always going to have to revert back because if they wanted to keep people and it just it just blows my mind comes back to that whole like decision uh making like poor leadership decision making like yeah. it just feels like a decision that's made by somebody that does not understand the community or the game yeah it it just feels like the 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 developers uh the people playing the game they know what's best, but it just seems like the the opposite happens with with every update, um, which is, yeah, it's it's really frustrating as a as a Warzone two player, and it, it's frustrating to see like you know when you're loading into a game and it takes ages, and you think, yeah. oh, there's not many people playing this, it just kind of takes a bit a bit something away the the hype from it really, um, which is a shame. But Jasmine, I don't I don't think you you've uh, tried Warzone two yet, have you? What what's your take on it from the outside in? I've literally just heard so much negative stuff that it makes me not want to try it. Not even just from you guys, just everyone. Everyone always talks so bad about it. They're like, yeah, it's it's really bad. It's got all of these issues. AI will literally like no, it's fantastic. drill you down. Like, I don't why would I play it over playing like Fortnite if I don't know. I just I don't really feel like I, I think when you've loved something so much, it's very hard to stay positive about it when you're watching it being systematically sort of like stripped away from everything that made it what it was and what it was and and how like all the magic of it Mm. it just feels like everything is getting stripped away slowly and the worst thing they did was was release a like warzone 2 when they did like just the worst it's the worst possible thing they could do they they didn't they just announced they were making it. They, like, there was no, no one. It, it well, at least it felt like there was no like investigation into whether or not the community really wanted a brand new game. If they wanted completely different mechanics, if they wanted, what did the community want that would make them play it? What was wrong with Warzone One that they needed fixed? And we were all telling everyone every day what was wrong with Warzone One, and they just completely didn't listen to any of that threw the book out the window and just started again and guessed off the back of nostalgia of the off the back of trying to like 
recreate Modern Warfare 2. And that is just such... Immediately when they did that, I remember we had a conversation uh, about it and immediately I was like, this is either going to be very good or or they're just banking on nostalgia and it's going to just fall flat on, on its face. And I kind of feel like what I was originally saying was it's it was laziness. The whole, yeah. the naming was laziness. The 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 game was lazy, even in a sense of of the fact that they just tried to recreate like the old movement and the old mechanics and stuff without like trying to be innovative with it. Yeah. Um, this is at least like my take on, on that. I I don't want to. I I know some people really really enjoy the game and and the game is still enjoyable. The map is brilliant. Like there's certain things they got really really right with with Warzone Two, but they just got the absolute fundamental fundamentals so completely wrong that it's just it's just been hemorrhaging players like mm. since its launch and that's that's quite a an achievement over the course of from november when was it released november, november or was yeah. that modern warfare War, no that was october yeah from november to now we're not even at the end of january and the 18th of november i think it was and um and it already feel like it's been out for ages. Yeah, That's yeah, it feels feeling. old. It feels like because it's boring. Like that, mm. like what they've what they've done is they've taken all the magic away, and now it feels boring really yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah. And just like every other battle royale that you try and play, that's that's yeah. yeah. That's really like for me what it comes down to, and and it I think for me it's less about how good the game is, and it's more about how much I trust the the studios mm. and the people making the decisions because I just don't trust them enough to think that if i start playing this game again in six months they're going to ruin it again mm. like that that's that's just what yeah. that's just how i i kind of feel about the whole thing so it's it's going to take a lot to get i think a lot of people that have have dipped away from it to come back and actually engage with it fully and yeah. and commit to it again well let's see what happens on february the 15th um but from one battle royale to another, um, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on this, Jasmine. Um, well-known Fortnite leaker Fort Tory has taken to Twitter to share the news that a temporary sound file linked to a point of interest POI on the latest map is called Tilted Towers, has been found within the game's code, suggesting the popular location could return at some point in the near future. Uh, this is obviously an iconic location in Fortnite, uh, and it was destroyed at the end of Chapter 3, along with the rest of the map. Um, how do you feel about that? Are you getting a bit of nostalgia from that, or is it is it... Is it a good decision? Is it bad? Like, wh how do you feel about that? I think I can acknowledge why everyone thinks that it would be amazing to have Tilted Towers back, but me personally, I don't want it back. And I Ooh. feel like that's a very naughty thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's not... um, but it's like, I hate Tilted Towers. It was at this point in the map right in the very middle where no matter where the plane was flying or the bus even no matter where the bus was flying over the map you could always get to tilted towers really easily so it's always really really busy when you first land you'd get like half there'd be 100 players in a game you get 50 of them all in tilted towers and it was just like a massacre at the start of the game the first like, minute was like the scariest minute of your life and <laughs> 
it was horrid. And then whoever won Tilted Towers, it was like a saying, it was like, oh guys, we won Tilted Towers, we killed everyone, it's just us, would obviously be the most sweaty players. So then, even if you didn't land in Tilted Towers, you'd then have to spend the rest of the game avoiding Tilted Towers because whoever won Tilted Towers would be sitting there like camping and waiting. And whenever I had to go through Tilted Towers, like if the zone was coming in and I had to get past Tilted Towers, it would always be, okay guys, we need to find a way to go around Tilted Towers because we can't go through it because that's how scary it is. So I don't want it to come back because I feel like right now, the new map, there's not really a zone like that in the game. Like with the map before Tilted Towers, it was like Lazy Lake or Pleasant Park that had that same feeling of like, you can't go through it. You have to win the area because they're so busy and they're so popular. And there's not really a place like that on the map now. So it makes the game feel a bit more like, okay, no matter where you land, you're okay. You don't have to panic for the first 10 minutes and then your keyboard gets all sweaty because you're literally freaking out so much <laughs> so i feel like right now the map is in a nice state and i know that a lot of players disagree because there's no like iconic places like mm. pleasant park like tilted towers but i just don't want it to come back i like the way the map is now i like that you can land anywhere and be fine and you don't have to like fight half of the game in the first minute i i like it like that but some people don't some people want that massacre at the beginning i don't some know people why want that hot drop they want no it, I, right? I hate yeah. it i hate it it's horrid nathan likes a hot drop it sounds a lot like peak in warzone 1 yeah yeah caldera and sounds observatory like... as well in in warzone 2 you, you i used to i i used to get like nervous sweats on when i had to play it with you had to play it with you <laughs> i think you had to play it with me really um uh because i would be like oh he's gonna want to drop peak he's gonna want to and so I, if yeah. it's like that if tilted towers is like that then yeah yeah i i kind of i feel your pain a little bit there Jessica. i used to be like that with the old old map which is where we had pleasant park and no matter where the bus was where the pleasant park was on the opposite side I would always, every single game, as soon as we loaded in, I wouldn't say anything. I just mark Pleasant Park. And then my squad would be like, <laughs> are we really going to Pleasant Park again? I'm like, yeah, we have to. <laughs> every game, it was like without saying. And I think because on that map, there were two hot drops that it was kind of divided between the two. But when there's Tilted Towers on the map, there's only one single hot drop. It's horrid. It's scary. Yeah, yeah. I, I quite like hot drop. I think it sharpens it sharpens your reflexes a bit. Because I feel like in a battle royale, sometimes what you can do is you can load into like a, re you can drop into a really, you know, no one's in there, the area. You can like carry on looting, like get all your stuff ready. And you can kind of lure yourself into a full sense of security in terms of like building up to it. And then I feel personally that I get caught off guard by that because I'll, I'll get an enemy and I don't feel as sharp. Whereas if I drop into an area, loads of people, it, I know it's on. It's on. I need to be at my best. And if okay, I get but what out if you land area... and you don't find a gun or you don't find any... You do, though. Like, you do. But you what do. if you, you don't? To... You know how many times I've landed a into a hot drop and like I'm like landing to pick up a specific gun on the top of like a building on Tilted Towers and mm. someone else is going for the same gun they pick it up first then I have to just start swinging at them with my pickaxe. It's, a, feel like it's a risk. Yeah, it is a risk, but I, I feel like it's a risk worth taking sometimes. But it depends <laughs> on people's play styles, you know. People, people, uh, yeah. people have different styles. Uh, Shibana said tilted towers? Question mark. New default drop drop spot. Uh, I think she's that says Skyrifter, not Shibana. Oh, sorry, Skyrifter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, 
Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, Lewis also said, what are all of your favourite maps locations of all time? Any games, not just Fortnite. Um, I'm tempted to say Verdansk just because it was just so iconic during during um, lockdown and stuff. Um, but, Is that Warzone? I mean, yeah, Warzone. in the yeah. original Warzone. Um, Jasmine, I guess for you, Tilty Towers, obviously we just spoke about it. No, thanks. <laughs> I would say Pleasant Park though. If if they brought Pleasant Park back, it'd be my new like default default drop. I like wh- whoever I'm playing with wouldn't even have to ask where we're going. Pleasant Park. Pleasant that Park. Sounds, that sounds really nice. It sounds it's, like you'd it's nice. Your dog for I a walk. think this is one thing in Fortnite is that like I, I'm guessing it's the same in Warzone, is that there's lots of different like levels and you kind of have to get to high ground to have an advantage. Yeah. yeah. So in Tilted Towers, they've obviously got the massive towers where if you're not at the top you're at a bit of a disadvantage. Whereas Pleasant Park is a hot drop that's all flat because it's just normal two-story houses. Right. So you can still get that hot drop without being scared that someone's going to snipe you from like 20 stories up. So I think that's why I prefer it over like Tilted Towers or even Lazy Lake had the same sort of tower effect where yeah. you, if someone's got the high ground, you automatically lose. There's not yeah. really like counterplay. Yeah. Do, do, they, do they have other locations that aren't like alliteration? I think all of their, I think all of their places are alliteration. Is it just that's just the thing? That I think happens. that's the thing of Fortnite. Yeah, uh, I think I've exposed myself as not a major Fortnite player because I only play now and again. But did you not know that? Sorry, sorry. it's all alliteration. <laughs> I, I did. I just, I just, <laughs> I just figured it out now. To be honest, um, yeah, it's all alliteration. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Tilted Towers, Pleasant Park. Lazy, lazy what? Lazy lake. Lazy lake, yeah. I suppose it, it's easy to make up like things. Isn't but that's it? why they do it. It makes it seem more like iconic. You'll remember yeah. Pleasant Park now in your head because it's easier to say. I suppose. What, what would you, have you got one off the top of your head that you wish they should add? I couldn't think of one off the like top happy, of my head, no. Happy Hills or... Happy Hills. Like I feel yeah. like that, that could be a good one. Should I pitch that? <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, Quickly need to get on the phone to Epic Games. Yeah, if Epic Games are are listening, you can have that one for free. Just give me a credit. Put me on the credits and I'll... uh, Oh, they had a place called Homely Hills. Oh, that's rubbish. Mine's better. Mine's better than Happy Happy Hills. Hills. (laughs) Or or, uh, Gamers Gate would be good. Gamers Gate. I feel like that would be like a really iconic place that'd have loads of loot or something. Absolutely. That'd be a hot drop if that was in the game. That would be like everyone would be there to be the... We need to win Gamers Gate. <laughs> Gamers Gate. Let's, let's drop into it. Um, yeah, Epic. If you if you're watching, I am available for pitches. Just send me an email. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I mean, thank you so much for joining me, guys. It's been uh, it's been really great to hang out with you for this hour and a half. And thank you to everyone who's been listening and and watching on all various platforms: YouTube, Facebook, TikTok as well. Hello, TikTok. Um, thank you for watching. Um, we'll be back next week at the same time. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you soon.